Hi again, uh, just having my breakfast. Stopped by Sainsbury's, got a couple of croissants and some coffee. Yes, I'm an addict now, but this is cheap, so it's okay. <laughs> um, let's look at the next chapter. I think it's Acts 20 something. Acts chapter 23. Um, yeah, so this is Paul uh, in front of the council uh, of Jerusalem. Uh, lots of guys with big hats, very old, very religious, very powerful, and he's making a defense. Uh, and looking intently at the council, uh, Paul said, Brothers, I lived my life before God in all good conscience up to this day. This is Acts 23, verse 1. And the high priest Ananias commanded those who stood by him to strike him on the mouth. And then Paul said to him, God is going to strike you, you whitewashed wall. Are you sitting to judge me according to the law? And yet contrary to the law, you order me to be struck. Um, whoa, okay, all right. So he insults the high priest. Um, God is going to strike you, you know, um, your whitewash wall, um, you're covering up lots of stuff. That's the idea of the whitewash wall. Um, verse 4, those who stood by said, Would you revile God's high priest? Oh, and, God's, and Paul said, I did not know, brothers, that he was a high priest, for it is written, You shall not speak evil of a ruler of your people. Now, when Paul perceived that one part were Sadducees and the other Pharisees, he cried out to the, in the council, Brothers, I am a Pharisee. A son of Pharisees, it is with respect to the hope and resurrection of the dead that I am on trial, and when he said this, a dissension arose between the Pharisees and the Sadducees, and the assembly was divided. For the Sadducees say that there is no resurrection, nor angel, nor spirit, but the Pharisees acknowledge them all. Then a great clamor arose, and some of the scribes of the Pharisees' party, uh, scribes of the Pharisees' party, stood up and contended sharply. We find nothing wrong with this man. Uh, what if a spirit or an angel spoke to him? And when the dissension became violent. Uh, the tribune, afraid that Paul would be torn to pieces by them, commanded the soldiers to go down and take him away from among them by force and bring him into the barracks. So Paul kind of like pits them against one another, the Sadducees and the Pharisees. The Sadducees don't believe that um, there are angels, there's a resurrection, and uh, he gets them to uh, fight against each other because he mentions it's because of the resurrection that I'm here. Because of resurrection, and the Pharisees don't help, because the Pharisees say, "Oh, maybe an angel told him this," and so they dig in even further into their Sadducee friends. Uh, kind of like if you have, I don't know, um, Baptists and uh, Presbyterians on the other side, you know, talking about, you know, infant baptism, that kind of thing. So you get them derailed, and you get them kind of like not together, um, just pointing out the things that maybe. Um, they don't like about one another. And I think, I don't know whether Paul is being shrewd or actually Paul being truthful. Like Paul was talking about the resurrection. So he wasn't just, he wasn't just picking, nitpicking at something. He was talking about something that was essential to his faith. And he was bringing it up in such a way that uh, he wasn't the enemy. I think he was trying to see uh, how he could get them to debate, get them to think about what he was saying rather than who he was. All the personal animosity try to remove that, but to get them to concentrate on the ideas, on the content, on the gospel. Yeah, verse 12. Sorry, sorry, read loud. 
Verse 12, when it was day, the Jews made a plot and bound themselves by an oath, neither to eat nor drink till they had killed Paul. So no coffee till they killed Paul. Uh, there are more than 40 who made this conspiracy. They went to the chief priests and elders and said, we have strictly bound ourselves by an oath to taste no food till we have killed Paul. Now, therefore, you along with the council give notice to the tribune to bring him down to you as though you're going to determine his case more exactly and we're ready to kill him when he comes near. Mm. Mm. Wow. Oh, it's nice. Uh, okay, so they just trying to find an excuse to get Paul out in the open. Say, so we'll, we'll take care of him. 40 guys, 40 assassins say, we're not going to eat anything, we're not going to drink anything, we're going to kill him. Definitely. So they make a vow before God. Mm. Verse 16. Now the son of Paul's sister heard of their ambush, so he went and entered the barracks and told Paul. Paul called one of the centurions and said, take this young man to the tribune, for he has something to tell him. So he took him and brought him to the tribune and said, Paul, the prisoner, called me and asked me to bring this young man to you, as he has something to say to you. The tribune took him by the hand and going aside, asked him privately, What is it that you have to tell me? And he said, The Jews have agreed to ask you to bring Paul down to the council tomorrow, as though they were going to inquire somewhat more closely about him. But do not be persuaded by them. For more than 40 of their men are lying in ambush for him, ready to pounce on him, who have bound themselves by an oath neither to eat, neither to drink, so they've killed him, and now they're ready, waiting for your consent. So the tribune dismissed the young man, charging him, tell no one you've informed me of these things. So, got some croissants from Sainsbury's, yeah, really nice, and so I'm gonna eat this, because these guys, they can't eat <laughs> anything. No breakfast, no lunch, no dinner, until they fulfill that vow. Mmm. 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 So nice. Yeah. Verse 23. Then he called two of the centurions and said, Get ready 200 soldiers with 70 horsemen, 200 spearmen, to go as far as Caesarea at the third hour of the night. To protect one guy. 200 foot soldiers and then 70 you know, guys with spears and you know so and oh so uh, um, sorry 200 soldiers 200 spearmen and 70 70 horses basically everything it's just really to protect this one guy I think they, they perceive just how much they hate him how serious the situation is they want to kill him there's this conspiracy but the Tribune believes Paul. That's interesting. The Tribune can tell just how much the religious leaders hate Paul. He, he arranged this whole meeting. He called them together. He's very powerful, by the way. And it seems as if he is on Paul's side. He, he's starting to see that Paul is someone who's speaking reason. And there is actually no real basis for the hatred of him. And so he's looking out for him. Yeah. Um, also provide mounts for Paul to ride and bring him safely to Felix the governor, verse 24. And he wrote a letter to this effect. Sorry, neighbor. <laughs> Sorry. Um, Claudius Lysias to His Excellency the Governor Felix. Greetings. So his name, he's Claudius Lysias. He's writing to Governor Felix. This man, 
was seized by the Jews and was about to be killed by them when I came upon them with the soldiers and rescued him, having learned that he was a Roman citizen. And desiring to know the charge for which they were accusing him, I brought him down to their council. I found out he was being accused about questions of their law, but charged with nothing deserving death or imprisonment. And when it was disclosed to me that there would be a plot against this man, I sent him to you at once, ordering his accusers also to state before you what they have against him. So the soldiers, according to their instructions, took Paul, brought him by night to Antipatris. So in secret, they didn't want the, the other guys, you know, they wanted to kill him. They didn't want the religious leaders to know that they were doing this. So secretly, but with like hundreds and hundreds of soldiers protecting him. And on the next day, he returned to the barracks, letting the horsemen go on with him. When he had come to Caesarea and delivered the letter to the governor, they presented Paul also before him. On reading the letter, he asked what province he is from. And when he learned that he was from Cilicia, he said, I will give you a hearing when your accusers arrive. And he commanded him to be guarded in Herod's praetorium. So, Paul is being handed from you know, um, governor to governor, from um, one powerful guy to another powerful guy, from this military administrator, uh, governor, kind of like judge, tribune kind of guy, uh, to now um, the governor, Felix. And what's happening is Paul is having to repeat his defense before his accusers, you know, one trial here, one trial there, the same people, but before different audiences, before different powerful, powerful people. And this is a fulfillment of what Jesus said that Paul would do. He would be his um, uh, witness before kings, before powerful people, before Gentiles. And it's interesting that he uses Paul's predicament, uses this trial. It's, um, it's interesting if you see it from an external perspective. Wow, you know, this big picture. But for Paul, of course, you know, he's being bound, you know, um, his life is under threat. And I think it's a lot to be said about Paul's perspective, that he understands that it's God's doing, that God is bringing him en route to Rome. That's the final destination. He wanted to go to Rome, not by, you know, travel, not by, you know, someone inviting him there, but because he's being charged in court. And, you know, if you're in that kind of situation, it isn't nice. You know, you feel as if you're stuck. You feel as if it's very, very unfair. But this is God's way of doing things. God using Paul to be this pastor, to this missionary, through very negative circumstances, through people who hate him. But he uses the system. And the result is very, very powerful people are hearing the gospel. Very, very... Um, I want to say Malaysia, very atas people are now getting access to the gospel. And yeah, it just shows the sovereignty of God, the grace of God, the power of God through the gospel. Um, yeah. Okay, all right, all right. I'm, I'm going to have the rest of my breakfast. Um, a few more chapters to go. Thank you for joining me. This has been the Daily Bible Reading Show on Acts chapter 23. Take care. God bless. Bye. Shh.